0: All right. In this month's episode, the theme song is based on a poem I wrote at age six, entitled "It Would Be Great If I Were an Author." Bum, 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 that is the theme song. <laughs> Megazark is published, folks. Buy on Amazon, support me. I'm so poor and lonely. I need money. <laughs> oh, yeah, and also this is a dream come true that I've been wanting to do for a very long time, so I guess that's good, I guess. <laughs> uh, you know, I know a lot of people thought that we'd step up our game after the last two theme songs. <laughs> we will <were> just- <laughs> You were mistaken. You were all very much mistaken.
1: <laughs> back to be to the fair, old to be fair, unless we come up with like new games, how would we really up the ante on that? Uh just more sound effects, more Yes. Well, I guess you could throw in sound effects in editing. I, I don't know. Anyway, I don't know oh, if you put sound that effects, in. Your...
0: Sound effects. Oh, I barely knew her. I got a wind shop
1: here. Oh lord. So I am imagining that age six you didn't have the Oh wait, I am an author line. So but anyway, yeah well, it's really it's really cool. So congratulations. It was based
0: off, off of that. Yeah, well thank you. No, yeah, you no problem. It's <laughs> it's 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 everything I ever dreamed it would be. I've sold um they're know. selling I'm, like hotcakes. For... <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, I'm going to tell you my exact sales figures. It's no, not no, really no, It's no, okay. But, but that's okay. Like, it's not really that much, but that's okay. It's uh, it, it's not to be expected at this point. I haven't really done a lot of advertising for it. That's going to be more close to the school year. I've self-published, so it's uh, it'll be a bit. I was about
1: <laughs> to say, you know, anything is better than none.
0: Well, I, I've said, I mean, it's more than this, but let's say I've sold 20 copies, all right? i've joked him with my dad hey that's 19 more than van gogh sold of his paintings in his life
1: oh i don't know if that's particularly the most tasteful but you know because artists. and by the way the one was to his brother (laughs) history lesson folks on the ritwit anyways (laughs) all right well we'll head to our usual segments What will we rip off from this month? And I
0: will let you do the honors of beginning, David. All
1: right, thank you. I got a couple of things Mm -hmm. that I've been watching recently. One of them was a show, a very old show called Ultra 7. And to explain just a little about it, it was a very early entry into the long-running Ultraman series. Oh, you and your
0: Japanese-watching stuff. I mean, I know you're in Japan, but... Hey, it's a good way Wait. to study the language. Anyway. I guess that's true. I, you have to <clears throat> learn, the, and also, I watch primarily American shows, and I'm in America. Weird, isn't it?
1: Anyway, Ooh. there is one idea that really caught my attention as I was watching this one episode, and I just had this thought: like the difference between a doctor's mo and a general's mo,
0: hmm.
1: uh, modus operandi. In case mo is not, yeah, like I was to. about to ask. But anyway, you know, I looked at this scene where these people are the generals who are in charge of the organization this governmental organization are trying to make decisions based on the lives of many people but they're right. not afraid to sacrifice one for the benefit of many mm-hmm. and you know they the think that they're the responsible many. they think they're responsible for all lives as many lives as they can save they're responsible for mm-hmm. whereas you know a doctor is devoted solely to keeping his patients or her patients alive responsible yeah, for was- your life Is the way I worded that. And so I'd love to explore that dichotomy in a story somewhere where the general and the doctor have some understanding and the doctor gets the patients that the general tries to save but can't. I think that'd be a really interesting relationship to look at.
0: That would be interesting. And although I think it'd be funny, like, in terms of, like, the doctor's responsible for just their patient. That'd be kind of funny if, like, the doctor's performing surgery on someone. And it's, like, pretty serious, but nothing, like, too extreme. Then someone comes in, like, doctor, you have to take care of this guy. If you don't have surgery on him right now, he'll die. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but
1: I'm kind of busy right now. But There are
0: other doctors. No, anyway. No, everyone else is dead. What happened to them?
1: All right. I'm not going to improv. <laughs> I'm that's, a, that's okay. There are six golden rules of improv that we should talk about at some point in maybe a future. One of them is
0: that you can't say no. I remember that from yes. my improv
1: lessons. Yes. But anyways, so. the other the other show that I want to rip off something of was it is an interesting topic. A, a new character was introduced in this show called Kyo Ryuger. It's a sentai about dinosaurs. And they were trying to train the current team. And it was taking your fear... And using that to strengthen you.
0: So if this one dinosaur is afraid of no, I'm assuming it's not about din. I mean, are the dinosaurs the characters, or are they like do they turn the dinosaurs like Power Rangers or?
1: Mm, more or less, it is people utilizing power from dinosaur spirits and becoming and becoming dinosaur power spirits. Ooh. You'd have to watch it to understand. I don't want to go into. No, I'm I'm
0: intrigued. Like, hmm. Well, well, and I tell they...
1: you this: there are three different Sentai shows that might be up your alley, Mister Dinosaur Novelist. Anyways, uh, I, I, I don't know if you guys realize this, but I I, I, I kind of like
0: dinosaurs. They're okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they're okay. You wrote a book about they're...
0: them. They're just okay. Yeah, I mean they're not the best. Anyway, the way yeah. that the spun a roulette wheel landed on dinosaurs, it was this close, but just barely missed unicorns. I really wish I had gotten on
1: there. Well, I imagine little. you'd be searching for unicorns a lot longer. Unicorn. Anyways, the new character describes it this way. You <laughs> must be weak to become strong. Yes. There has well, to be Well, some... sort of like
0: how there's no bravery without fear. Or there's Ironic. no courage without fear, I Ironic. guess. Ironic.
1: Yeah. You said bravery because bravery is the theme of the show. They, their bravery allows them to become these warriors, which that's right. an interesting. But it's some area that catalyzes you to gain strength. Right. So, well, let's... for example... Yeah they were all, the five main characters at the time were put under this test and they were, you know, supposed to do a very simple task but they were challenged along the way by different effects of some of their own arsenal. And it gets to a point that they had to make the decision for themselves that even if my best is not working, I have no choice but to try. Right. And so they finally succeeded in their task and they found out that their leader character, whose name is Daigo, he managed to get through this challenge very quickly because he realized very quickly that he just had to give it his best effort regardless of whether it worked or not and his fearlessness was looked at by the new character and described as as weak Mm -hmm. which was weird because you know you wouldn't think fearlessness is a bad thing but through this they explored this idea that he was afraid of something he wasn't just like unafraid of anything which was the original portrayal but that right. he was afraid of losing his comrades and through that fear wanting to stay with him strengthened him it catalyzed right. him to become stronger which was exactly the point and i just loved how they treat friendship in that model as something that both makes you weak yet makes you strong Warcraft. you see a lot of you see a lot of Shows in that re- in that respect that portray it as one or the other. Oh, it's either a huge hindrance, and so people use that justification to work alone, or right. it's a great strength, and that's why I have these friends. But not the Lego
0: Batman movie is all about that. But not and other both. examples
1: I can't think of right now. But not uh, both, and so it was really right. fascinating to me.
0: That sounds anyway. really fascinating. Uh, that's that's no, it I like for- that, and I like the whole thing about like fearlessness. Like I think the difference between bravery and stupidity is fear yep. like if you're afraid but you go charging in regardless that's bravery if you're not afraid but you go charging in but it's like a really powerful thing it's reckless in your past you're it's reckless yeah
1: anyway so, i'm yeah. done so you got you got things you want to rip off this time
0: absolutely ah uh, not as big as that I guess or as meaningful as that but just more like stuff that I've enjoyed and just individual things that I like about it so on my PS4 that I love so much and I love sh- bragging in your face about it like oh look at this thing it's it's so shiny it's so black I don't know where I was going with that and it's uh, funny because you're a- holding a black can but anyway <laughs> yeah I'm going to edit all this out <laughs> Uh you know what? I'm not. It's more <laughs> real that way. This is the real us. We're not censoring us. We're... Yeah, I'm not. I'm not afraid. Except that one time you censored an F-bomb in the intro. <laughs> Ugh. Okay, no <laughs> more. Bleep
1: is my hair? Right? <laughs> Any
0: F-bombs I make now are going to be ready to go. Not ready to go. They're going to be... <sighs> I'm, I'm censoring myself just by not knowing what I'm saying. I'm playing Injustice 2! Okay.
1: <laughs> Alright, so Okay, it's it? the
0: sequel to Injustice Gods Among Us, which is it's a fighting game series by the guys who did Mortal Kombat, uh, based on the DC universe, right? And Sure. It's based off all the DC characters. The plot is kind of like... Um, it's an alternative universe where Superman goes bad, because in the first game, the Joker uh, put this toxin in and made them think that he, this guy he was beating up was Doomsday, but turned out to not only to be Lois... Who was pregnant with their son, and since he didn't pull any punches, because he thought it was doomsday, he killed both of them, and he went nuts, and killed the Joker, but the Joker had a bomb, and ended up blowing up
1: Metropolis. Gee, I wonder why he went ballistic.
0: Right, well, like, yeah, no, he went nuts, and they started becoming, like, this sort of regime sort of thing, and, like, where he was, like, he realized that truth, justice, the American way wasn't... The way to go anymore. Like I couldn't get anything done when the world was just so corrupt. So he had to just. He went to the line like, "I'm going to save people by stopping crimes before they're committed." I.e., being a dictator <laughs> and ruling by fear. To,
1: road to Hell, paved with good intentions. Also, the way you R- just described it is a pretty good summary of Civil War Two, the comic event that just. Well, there you go. I wonder if it came out. It. I, didn't that come out last year or the year before? Yeah. It didn't come out the same year as the movie. Okay. Yeah, they they kind of. Well, it had already been like 10 years since the original comic event, but right. partly because of the movie, they came up with a new conflict in that. The idea of, do we use a way to see the future to pre- apprehend criminals before they become criminals, or do mm-hmm. we let them do it knowing it's going to happen and just let it be? Right. Anyway, there's well, not a place to rehash well, that plot because it's Oh, okay, but no, different it's different. pretty
0: cool though, anyways. So, um... And at the end of that game, they stop him and they bring him to put him in a prison that's like basically it's a red sunlight prison. Like they just constantly have a red sunlight energy just on him, so he's like basically immortal. You know, immortal, can't, not you immortal. Keep, I recognize. If he I say can't that, if I say that,
1: get the extra strength that he does from the yellow right, star. Right? Because that
0: we have. yeah, because yeah, that's one of his Superman's things, which means. But with a blue star, he's ultra powerful. <laughs> but anyway, well, that's so um. Fine. So, uh, in this game, uh, the story continues with that. Um, and then, unfortunately, though, Brainiac comes in. And there's only one guy strong enough to be Brainiac. <laughs> and it's the guy currently sitting in that red sunlight cell. <laughs> and a lot of it's just more like, this is how we justify these characters fighting each other. There's a lot of like, oh, Poison Ivy used her her pheromones on this person. So now they're going to fight this guy. Oh, wait, this guy's this guy's been mind-controlled. this guy's bad, but then you beat him up and he joins your side or whatever. But it's, it's kind of... But the plot is actually really well done. The dialogue is really well done. Um, the character interactions are great. Like that's the thing I'm going to rip off. Like how these characters just bounce off each other. Like not even like in just the story, just more like the way they their personalities mesh when just because at the beginning of every match, regardless of what type of mode it is, even if it's just multiplayer, they like they show the two characters talking to each other before the match begins, right? And some of them are great. Like uh, one of them is uh, the one of the best ones is Green Arrow and Superman. <laughs> Superman's like goes up to a Green Arrow before they fight and says, "You know what? This really isn't fair." <laughs> you know, right? Nah. Then green Arrow's just a guy, and Superman's super powerful. But then Green Arrow's like, "Yeah, I suppose I'll be a good sport and let you fight anyways." And then Superman's like, "Huh? That actually was kind of funny." Fights.
1: <laughs> That's pretty well-tread uh, ground. With I mean, even even Batman, who's a self-made hero, I mean, is kind of the same ba- there.
0: Green Arrow and Batman are very, very, very similar. I mean that they're both billionaires with no powers who fight and use tricks. But in that they're entirely different, I guess. Um,
1: well, the ideals of Green Arrow are far more political than Batman.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Batman well, acts as a detective and he's incredibly smart, and obviously right. he has resources and uses them well. But Green Arrow is smart in a different way. He has a lot of experience and he's very opinionated, and so mm-hmm. he tries to use use his powers for what he thinks is right. And I say powers like trick arrows and stuff, and right. you know, fight for what he believes is justice. Right. Uh, so there there's there's more... are very important, but very few differences between them.
0: Right, right. Um, but there's also some more serious ones, ones I can't really remember right now. Uh, the funniest one, actually, though, it's when Green Arrow and Black Canary have to fight, and their husband and wife, right? Mm, so well, more or so or less. when they fight, their pre-fight banter isn't like tough topics. We're like, surely there's a better way for us to decide who gets to babysit the kid next weekend, right? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty great. Uh, Anyways, it's, it's a good game. It's very... It's very nice. Uh, there's a lot of great super moves. The best ones, the you know, like how you know, like you yeah, build up enough of meter enough and then down, you do, like, this...
1: down B, down B, down B to
0: use. Yeah, like, and then and you 10, do this 64. overpowered cinematic move that just does so much damage. The best one is the flashes. So uh, what he does, he um, spins you about really, really fast, then runs you through a time portal. He smashes you into the nose of the Sphinx as it's being constructed. Then Sphinx. he oh, okay. runs the other way smashes you into a T-Rex as it's eating a carcass, then runs back, and then finally smashes you into yourself as you were being spun by the Flash earlier. And then the Flash carries that self back
1: in time, and then the fight continues with you. Good lord. It's great. That sounds like an extravaganza. Must have been fun. Oh, no, they're all all like that. Must have been fun to make that one.
0: Yeah, that's great, but like there's ways I can make these characters who you think wouldn't have such brutal super moves to be so brutal. Like Catwoman's is basically she gets her your whip, she wraps you up with your whip, and then like gets her motorbike out, drags you behind her with her motorbike, and then flings you ahead, crushes the motorbike on top of you as she jumps off. That <laughs> this is Catwoman. Brutal. That sounds <laughs> yeah, brutal. But, yeah. Anyways, um, enough about Gen 2. I'm just basically gonna rip off the character interactions and the great dialogue. And I just love that kind of stuff. I think it'd be cool to have
1: Well, you have like to do them with books. your own characters, of course. But maybe right. it, it's it not has just to make for, like, sense to those games. characters. Yeah. It,
0: it kind of goes on the idea that I really like banter. And this is kind of full of that. Yeah. I think, uh, I, eventually in my career, I don't want to write just books. I would love to write other things. Even if it's not something I create. Like, I'd like to write something like, like fighting game dialogue sounds great. <laughs> mm.
1: Maybe someday. Well, as a dovetail, then, to what we at the Ritwit have writ...
0: Well, wait, hold on. I've also ripped off... I'm also oh, I'm sorry.
1: Off. Fine. Well, you said writing something, so I was like, oh, well, that's a great...
0: So basically, anything I ever mentioned in this entire podcast reminds you of the next segment, because we always talk about writing something.
1: <laughs> I don't know about all of it, but I can use it for a segment. We have no filler already... on
0: this show, David. No yes. filler whatsoever. Everything yes, is Yes, but concise. we also
1: have a very, very long topic, and we haven't even moved halfway towards it. <laughs> all right, yeah,
0: okay, you know what? You're right. Forget the next thing. It's just basically... <laughs> I need to balance lighthearted comedy with serious character drama and sheer creativity. It's Guardians Volume 2. It's alright we don't really talk about it because you haven't seen it and I don't want to spoil it for you. So. Oh, well, I appreciate no
1: spoilers. Sorry, I did I did kind of gloss over that, though. You're right. Anyway. No, that's fine. Alright, so
0: what have you at the Ritwit have writ? What? <laughs> What, what, what we
1: at the ritwit have writ? You actually said it right, but the grammar now becomes wrong because you said one. Because I said what?
0: What have you at the ritwit
1: writ? Wit writ? There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Say that twenty times fast. Anyway, um, I haven't done too much. <clears throat> it's been kind of tough lately for me to get to make time for writing because I come home at the end of the day and I'm just kind of like. Eh. You probably <laughs> been. I understand before. that, but oh no! Like after a long day at work at where I work. <laughs> yeah, I can. And you and you come back home and you're just like. What do I want to do? Video Relax. games, video <laughs> games, TV shows, not writing. Netflix. However, however, I mentioned last month about the new idea for a fic I had, and I called it Pulsar. I do have both a f- couple episodes in works there. Um, you know, it's just tweaking things. I actually, I actually do want to make a mention that normally I won't do this, but I usually I li- like writing chronologically, so start at the beginning, work right. towards the end. But it has gotten to the point where. I just have stagnated so much on the first episode that I said, "Well, skip. It. Why don't I just, you know, actually do something, make some progress?" Mm-hmm. So there's a there's a point for that favor, and so I actually have started the second episode as well. Both of them are in process, and eventually I'll get done. Eventually, I don't know when that is, so don't. There, don't there's ask. really nothing
0: wrong with writing out of order. It's just it's just how you ever you prefer to do it. Well, and I other, prefer to write in order myself, but and the other part of
1: s- it is that you have to make sure that you're consistent like it's so easy for me to start at the beginning because that way I establish the characters and I can reference Mm -hmm. things later whereas if I jump to a different place who knows how I get there who knows if I'll even be able to keep it once I get there however the difference in this particular model is that I didn't jump very far and I know exactly where I want the first episode to end and from there where I can continue it I just haven't gotten to that ending in the first episode yet
0: that's that's understandable. Um, what I like to do for those kind of things, I just write. I don't. I write a scene if I, write scene, if I want to see it ahead of time because I'm really excited about. It, I want to get some ideas down. I write it, but I don't intend it to be the final version unless it unless it manages to fit once I get there. But otherwise, I'm like,
1: oh, okay, I'll just improve upon it once I actually get to this scene. So. Well, more or less, but you know, uh, right. as we've recommended before, just keep writing somewhere. It doesn't have to be in order if you don't want it to be, which there is the benefit to that approach.
0: For more information, listen to episode three of the Ritwit.
1: Are we making another companion episode of that? Anyway. Yep, every episode
0: this far is a companion <laughs> episode to that.
1: Well, I mean if we're all talking about writing. But anyway, I'll go ahead and all let right. you go.
0: Alright, well I'll talk about what I at the Ritwit have writ. That works. Okay. I had to think about it for a second. Okay. Um so, uh hey, David, I don't know if I, I said anything. Maybe, I don't think I mentioned him. I think I forgot. But Megazone is published! Oh, my God! It, I'm, I'm so happy. That's what I... I mean, I'm not really happy. I, I guess I'm happy. I, I'm, I'm, I'm overwhelmed. I don't know how to feel. It actually doesn't feel that different. Honest. It's more like, I'm no longer just a writer anymore. I'm an author. So, that means... We're not just better than you. Now I am better than you, David. <laughs> well, considering
1: how much practice you've had, that was kind of a foregone conclusion. But right, yeah. <laughs> but now like it's official,
0: set in stone, until you get anything you've done published, I am better than you now. There's, I am A tier, you are B tier, and our listeners are Z tier. That's not true.
1: We love does you, that, listeners. Does, yes, we love, we love having you. <laughs> but... I, does that mean that I'm not qualified to host the podcast anymore? Because we can't definitively say that we are better than uh, you. Yes, are. exactly.
0: I, I've already phoned in Stephen King to replace you. So uh, well, he'll at, be least, it's, way at next least it's episode. a good offer. Anyway. You know, I, I can I can let him know that, you know, it's thanks for the offer to replace Matt David, but I, I've, got, I've got a favor to, to keep you going, you know. A favor? I, just, I owe you. I owe you. You owe me? I don't really, okay, whatever. I don't really owe you anything, honestly. I was about <laughs> to say... Megazoic is published, okay? That's why I've been... That's what I've written. Um, you can buy it on Amazon. Just search Megazoic. There's print and Kindle versions. There's advantage to both. Uh, print, you, it's like an actual book you can hold, which a lot of people do prefer. It comes with a lot of cool pictures on each chapter, drawn by my artist and fellow college friend, Natasha Krek. I think that's how you pronounce her last name. That's I've known sure. her for a long time, and I don't... I'm not sure if it's Krek or Kretsch. You um, know, I'm going to show her this part of the podcast, and I'm gonna, she's going to tell me, and I'll let you guys all know next month. <laughs> so... <laughs> And it's okay for me to say her name because she's mentioned in the book. So so professional she's... here. Anyway. All right. But no, so that's cool. She's did all of them. It's great. It really makes the whole story come more to life. Makes people more visualize it. You may not see it as well as I do in my head. All right. But the imagine the Kindle version is that one, it's cheaper. Sure. <laughs> Two, um, you can take it on the go um, without worrying about like the space of all your books. And nice thing well, with Kindle, you know how that binding is. <laughs> right. Right, it's pretty big. I didn't expect it to be that big. I'm like, whoa, this is enormous, but then I was like, Didn't I don't it come like out
1: to be close to like 500 pages in that format? Yeah, it was 450.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: For a first book, that's pretty intense, but it was self I
0: uh, checked to make sure. Um, first-time authors, they don't like it to be more than 100,000 words, and this was 89,000, so it could have been longer. <laughs> oh, I know I could have. Anyways, uh, so the Kindle version. You know how in Kindle you can press a button? And if you don't know a word and it searches for you on like the dictionary or Wikipedia or whatever, you can do the same thing with dinosaurs. It goes to Wikipedia most of the time, obviously. <laughs> but sure. um, like for example, like in the first chapter when it says like the sign Raptors gro- groaned or whatever, um, because he, when he's, we mentioned the main character Cortan, he's a sign raptor. It's like what the hell's a sign raptor? Boop. Sign raptors, a genus of theropod dinosaur from the Late Jurassic period that was found in China. Blah, blah, blah. They're about twenty feet long and blah blah. And like, oh, I get it
1: now. <laughs> Except you, you wouldn't have had that aha moment because you already knew. Otherwise, you wouldn't use a sign raptor, right?
0: No, I, I'm role playing as the reader. Okay, okay, thank you, thank you okay. for the clarification. Mm-hmm, no problem. I can't believe I needed that, you idiot. Ah, what, what would I do? What would this podcast be without us insulting each other? Although I say that, like you have ever insulted me, it's more just me relentlessly bashing you, and you just take it. <laughs> I, eh, I keep you around for a reason. <laughs> oh God, that makes me really scared. <laughs> 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 preparing for a big insult later let's see how many the...
1: how many different podcast episodes have you recorded where you've threatened to send like an icbm at me or a new i was just about or... to do that lot
0: <laughs> earlier with the whole stephen king thing <laughs> i decided against it
1: all right anyways
0: yeah just basically i've been doing that i've also written more on the sequel and i've written on the collaborative story the prequel for that based on my character which segue finally these intros are getting longer and longer for us. <laughs> Uh, Gee, I wonder whose fault that is. Anyhow. So we're talking about co-authoring today, aren't we, David? (laughs) Yes.
1: uh, Specifically this idea that I've been cooking up in the back of my head called the co-author contract. So here's what we're going to do is we're going to run through just some basic terms, the kind of like clauses you see in a contract that I came up with. I don't want to say they're complete because there are probably things that I missed, but Mm -hmm. there is there i did a pretty thorough job of coming up with these things so there's a lot considered here so what i'm going to do is i'm going to just review these basic well i guess i could call them clauses and then we'll say a little bit about them and then we'll close this section by giving a sample based on the collaborative that uh, donald just mentioned that we're both writing as well as a couple other people so first we're going to explain the terms of this co-author contract thing you know something right. that everybody should have a say on all of the all of the creators it might be two it might be four however many but the first it term might be 12 i it really hope be... not because that's a pain but how many
0: collabor- how many writers wrote the bible that's the biggest collaborative i can think of
1: well they all wrote separate parts but that's I that's something that's... else we could talk about later however the first term is mm. and and this is pretty basic who's responsible for writing right
0: uh i i guess yeah it depends on like if it's if it's just two people, I think it's pretty clear. Like if it's chapter by chapter, it's just like especially like if it's a I have know a few comedy books like comedians of roach where like they write this person writes a setup chapter with these two characters, and the other person, the next person comes in and they write another chapter, but they don't tell each other their plans and the story just keeps getting more and more and more ridiculous. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. I mean, what did you mean more by like what is who's responsible for writing? Do you mean like which parts are like...
1: Well, how do you decide who has what part? How do you... So, like, who, okay, I'll put it this way. Oh. In our experience, we've done the uh, spoof on your one of your older versions of Megazoic, right? Right. And... We just we just basically winged it, usually. Right. Sometimes you write right. sections, for, but co- a lot of times... Stu- for comedy stuff, that's a lot easier. However, we're not talking right. about that. I just wanted to bring that up because 98% of the time... He was at the keyboard, and I just kind of right. hovered over his shoulder while doing it. So what I mean by this is... You were... That, that the gives guy you very little credit,
0: though. You often in- contributed your jokes, and I just wrote them down, so...
1: Right, but the literal literal responsibility was basically Donald. Right. You yeah, you, we were all Basically, we were always
0: in the same room when we did it.
1: Right. So... Now, well, that was the point, you know, because that mm-hmm. way we could bounce off each other. But the But the thing is, he was responsible for writing it. I might have helped with Idea Generation. I might have, you know... Said a couple. Of yeah, things you were added. very much you were very much there.
0: I, I didn't write with just no, yeah. We bounced off did, each other did. and got some great right. comedy material out of it. So don't undersell yourself. I'm, but I you're mean, right. I was the one typing it down, and yeah, right. I so mean, which makes that, sense.
1: It was my story we were spoofing. So, so in that in that version of a contract, you would have been the one responsible for writing. I think you mentioned something too about um, doing it in a certain style. So, like if mm-hmm. one person's doing uh, script format, perhaps, and then the other guy's doing prose. Is that yeah. work? Well, does more, that work I'm more not? like that, like
0: dialogue and prose. Like, like just when someone says something, if someone isn't really good with making believable dialogue, they just write all the things the characters say. Maybe they do it in a script format, and then the other guy who does prose puts that into the prose format.
1: Wait, are you so. suggesting that one guy does the banter and the other guy does the stage direction type thing? Because that's sort what of, it sounds yeah, like. That. Okay, anyway. yeah,
0: but it's for a prose story. So, yes. oh,
1: okay, gotcha. Well, I mean, it, and in the format you have to decide as well. I think that's a different term i don't know if we actually had that one anyway um well i think it's in terms of what who writes what i think it's definitely the easiest is to have different
0: characters and each co each collaborator each author has like their point of view character that they always
1: focus on so
0: that's definitely sure. the easiest way
1: i think and that's the way we're doing with our collaborative we'll talk more about that well obviously with the sample one but i just want to ha- and ask this rhetorical question if it isn't all is it really co-authoring right if it isn't so. if it isn't everybody getting some chance to write, then it really isn't much of a co author as much as it is like oh you're helping with ideas but this guy's the main person.
0: Well, then do you think we you, do you think we didn't co author that spoof?
1: Well, I'm saying that in a different circumstance. I I agree with you. Like I I'm not trying to sell myself short. I think it was you know. I mean, beneficial it was, for yeah. both of us that I was involved in the cro- in the process we'll talk more about uh-huh. the creative process obviously I did write some I said 98% of the time but most of the right, time right I guess it's, okay
0: fine but in technical <laughs> terms yeah you're
1: co-authored okay. right well I mean if you want to be technical about it but like I think that everybody should have a fair chance and I was offered the mm-hmm. chance I just didn't take it you know it's
0: probably easier in movies because sometimes like a lot of movies have a lot of different screenwriters and sometimes it's just one of the screenwriters might just do a couple of scenes uh, or a couple of bits of dialogue That was just better for them They were the one they decided on Like um, Sometimes it's really really le- Only a little bit Like um, Joss Whedon You know he's the uh, He's one of our favorite guys well, I mean not our favorite guys but We just know him pretty well He wrote the Avengers And he wrote Buffy the Vampire Slayer He wrote uh, Serenity and such And, and Firefly. Firefly Well the Firefly was the series Serenity of the movie uh, He's actually one of the writers On Atlantis the Lost Empire The Disney movie Uh, But he only wrote a couple of bits of dialogue He's not like in the main part of the credits He's just like additional writers so like one of the lines of dialogue that i know he wrote and it makes sense because this is so joss whedon based on what i've seen of him is that scene when there's that pillar and miles like look at the size of this it's got to be half a mile high at least it Must have taken hundreds, you no know, thousands of years to make this And the explosive guy knocks it down like hey look i made a bridge oh it'll take like what 10 seconds 11 tops I'm like that is so joss whedon i can't I,
1: it, makes sense. it makes sense that he wrote
0: that So just contributing to
1: each other's strengths, I guess, is the way I'm going with that point. Sure. You you know, you want to complement your skills the best you can. And hopefully Mm -hmm. the other people are strong in areas where you're not as strong, if that's your goal. But we'll move on to the second clause, the second term, and that is the process of idea generation. For everybody, Mm -hmm. this is going to be different. Obviously, some people are going to say, well, we need to vote on everything. If there's a story right. direction, everybody should have a chance to have a say. However, some people... Uh, I'll talk about uh, changing metaphors just a little bit. In one of my barbershop quartets, we all mm-hmm. had veto power on songs. If one person really? said we didn't want to do it, then we would try not to do it. I mean, that's more like... I mean, that makes sense, because mm-hmm. that's not just
0: bouncing off each other. That is harmony. Right. So it makes sense. If there's one weak link, then it all falls apart. So I guess...
1: Uh, Right. So, you know, with ideas, too, Ooh. you want to have everybody try and get behind it. It might not be your idea, but what is right. the process for plotting your story collectively? What is the process of coming up with ideas? Do you mm-hmm. need to conference with everyone? Uh, yeah, I think what uh, we did with
0: our collaborative, we had, like, certainly, like, our villains. I think I came up with the idea of the villains, of like, the idea of Nethermancers. Yeah, by the way, yeah, just just a heads up. I just realized our listeners don't know what our story is. And our idea, the villains are Nethermancers. It's like, necro- it's like they're, they're, they're
1: people came who from control necromancy. the Netherworld. It came from Necromancy. Yeah, but the, the name
0: came from Necromancy, but they're really just, they can control the Netherworld, which is like the space between spaces, the space between the universes. There's multiple universes. So, sure. Anyways. Uh, but I can't think I came up with that idea, and that name, I think, was, that sounds like something something dumb that I do. But... um. And you guys just all like, hey, that was a cool idea, so we kept it. If-
1: right, and and sometimes it's really simple. You don't need to like a, have a full sit down and like, I'm bringing this point, you're bringing that point, and let's hash it out, kind of a thing. But mm-hmm. you know, for every group, the process will be different. Obviously, smaller groups have it easier in that right. respect. But Makes I think sense. that you know, here's here's an example. I am working on a. Co authored Power Rangers fanfic with a friend of mine, mm-hmm. and he just introduced an idea that he didn't bother asking me about. Which, you know, mm. I, I, as far as I can tell, it looks like a great idea. Full disclaimer sorry, buddy, I haven't completely read that episode yet. <coughs> if you're listening to this, but anyway, <laughs> hi, you know, I guys. saw, but anyway, but I saw this thing, and I'm like, why are not you respond to any of my text messages? Don't <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, wait, did he just do that? He didn't even talk to me about this at all. It wasn't like
0: a big idea.
1: Well, like okay. so would it would change the
0: course of the whole plot. I don't know.
1: Well, not necessarily. Again, I haven't. Again, it's hard to say because I haven't read the full episode. But I will say this: uh... that it it echoed an idea that I had earlier, and that was one that I came up with. And so I'm just like, well, that's really interesting. In that mm. situation, in that situation where the brand new idea wasn't your own, are they allowed to run with that, or do they have to, you know, veto or not veto? Do they have to vet everything by you first? oh i'm going to add this
0: is that i okay? think it should
1: be a mix of both like it depends on the, how big the idea is really well i mean like, improv comedy you know <laughs> anything goes right. you're just throwing spaghetti well, at the
0: like, wall. it's just been the story like if you're trying to tell a serious story then yeah it should be it should be approved but if it's like a silly comedy it bit coming out of the blue is probably kind of the fun of it <laughs> if it changes the story completely it's just kind of fun to see what the other guy has to do with that <laughs> like that right
1: so anyways well and it depends on if you have structure that you want to follow or not Mm -hmm. I think do you need do do you need the other's permission to implement a brand new idea I would say it's better if you at least say hey I'm gonna do something but I don't know if you really need permission to introduce a new concept well like the okay so this isn't really a collaborative I guess it is a collaborative but there's one guy in this in the whole
0: in charge of it all the Marvel Cinematic Universe is the biggest collaborative in movies right now sure uh now Kevin Feige is the one steering the whole ship but the idea was gonna say here um, there's a plot twist in Iron Man 3 that I and I'm not gonna say a lot of people just cause I'm sure I mean I guess a lot of people but I'm not gonna say most half of the people who watched Iron Man 3 hated the twist that the Mandarin was just an actor however to the full credit of Shane Black the director and writer he came up with the idea but he asked Kevin Feige first yep so like that was not Kevin Feige's plan but he's like yeah you know what that'd be funny <laughs>
1: I disagree, but whatever. Well, and <laughs> you're entitled to your own opinion, but obviously right. in that situation, he is the head honcho, the guy who oversees right. it all. But Shane Black didn't to, just
0: say, oh, I'm going to do this. Wouldn't it be great. He had to get permission from Kevin Feige first, the producer of it all, by the way, in case, yeah, I didn't make that clear <laughs> to people who might not know.
1: <laughs> right. And, and um, so his his model is a lot different because you have different creators coming in and creating individual entries into this one fabric, but he oversees the fabric. Not the story, right? Themselves.
0: So, so I guess that's kind of different from a collabor. I mean, I guess they're all collaborating. Hmm, I don't know. Like, I guess it's more of a collaborative in the sense that like uh, certain directors have to deal with the choices of certain other directors. Like, well, here's uh,
1: the, here's the question: Do you would you call Kevin Feige a collaborator in an individual movie, or is he the producer of the entire? He's movie? the producer of the entire thing. But what I was gonna say about the directors, though, was like. Um,
0: Thor, for instance, was directed by Kenneth Bragna. Um, Tom Hiddleston originally, uh, auditioned for Thor, but then Kenneth Bragna said, you know what, you'd be a great Loki, and then so he came in as Loki. Uh, it, this was Kenneth Bragna's decision, Kenneth Branagh's decision, or however we you his last name? I have no idea how to pronounce his last name. Brana. Just, it was his idea to cast Tom Hiddleston as Loki, and because of that decision, it ended up face-changing the plans of a lot of different other people just because of how good Tom Hiddleston is in the role. like Joss Whedon in The Avengers, uh, whatever the guy's name was Thor The Dark World. <laughs> Like his name? I can't uh, remember I don't tell But them. anyway uh, But yeah so So that's kind of a collaborative And that certain people Have to stick with the decisions Of certain other people Like Another thing I didn't like In Iron Man 3 um, Was that how easily He got rid of the palladium In his heart Or like not The, the shrapnel in his heart mm. um, By like they just He just did surgery And it just went away Even though it was a plot point That was really serious In other ones However The the writers of Captain America Civil War Took advantage of that Spoiler alert Spoilers <laughs> by having Captain America go for his arc reactor in order to dismantle him knowing it wouldn't kill him like it would before. It just powered his armor at that point. Sure. So, I don't know, it's just like, I'm assuming that, yeah, I think Shabot came with the idea of the whole, yeah, ending it there. Especially because they weren't sure if there were going to be no more appearances with Robert Downey Jr. so they had to so, but then they just built off you of each want, other's ideas you want his story
1: saying. you want his story to end and so they tried ending it and then the other guys came along and ended up using it and so they had to craft something from that place uh, well the
0: point is they built off of each other's individual ideas sure. that each creator so, I mean this is without Kevin Feige is what I'm saying this and, is
1: just, and furthermore it's not really planned ahead of time they aren't talking about this years in advance they're reacting to each other Another, right. the, the third big collaborative story that I'm working on with a yet a different author is an add-on story oh I don't think I've heard of this well I might have mentioned it but I'm in, in, the basic I probably premises, forgot because I'm a terrible friend <laughs> the basic premise is that oh well of an add-on story in general what you're left with you work from there
0: Sometimes we
1: talk about it and say, well, it'd be nice if we could work towards this, but I don't tell you what you need to write. Similarly, it's the same for me. You know, you don't tell me see, what See, that kind need of a
0: thing, that, that, that seems like it works better in comedies, but thinking about it, I can see that working really well in a horror story. Like, how do you get the characters out of this one? Possibly. Uh,
1: anyway, speaking of getting out, we're going to move on to our third turn, which I call the escape valve. I have a feeling right. that... Um, you should probably say your bit first because I have a feeling that the audience is going to think along your lines, not mine.
0: Well, I, 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 I misinterpreted what you meant. Right, so uh, tell
1: them what you were talking about beforehand is what I'm saying.
0: Okay, so um, so um, in Spider-Man Homecoming, which is the movie coming out this summer, uh, it's, um, it's in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but it's distributed by Sony. As far as I know, it's still as much of a Marvel Studios film as any of the others. The only difference is that Sony's distributing this one rather than Disney, and Sony gets the money from it, not Disney. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I think I heard there's a, a teeny tiny bit of creative control from Sony. Um, but we, before it was, before it was theorized, um, before we knew for sure how much creative control Sony had, um, we thought we weren't sure. But but we heard that um, Robert Downey Jr. was going to be it as Iron Man, and some people joked, "Wouldn't it be funny if they killed off Iron Man in Spider-Man: Homecoming?" <laughs> Because then Marvel Studios like, "Oh shit, I'm not going to censor that. I'm going to keep it real." All right, or maybe I will censor it. We'll see.
1: I don't know. Mary. I like I
0: like to be inconsistent. It, of it course. makes me it makes me more of a hypocrite, and I like hypocrisy.
1: So when you say when you say escape valve, then you think of you know somebody else reneging on the terms of the contract, so to speak.
0: Right, which you kind of get more on later. So the the, the next point, but we'll get to okay, that. Okay. So yeah, I didn't realize that you meant like if um, one of our collaborators decides like hey,
1: I don't want I don't want to do this. Like okay, we need a backup plan. <laughs> yep. So. Exactly, and that is what I call the escape valve. In the escape valve for authors, so you got a couple options. Obviously, you could have somebody take over the character. Mm-hmm. It's I, I mean, in our collaborative, each author is responsible for the focus on his character, and so mm-hmm. theoretically. I'm always writing mine, Donald's always writing his, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. So if this collaborator theoretically leaves, do do we take over the characters? Does another writer get that character to write? Or do you just write him out?
0: It depends on how big the character is and how integral in the role it is. Because like in our story, we have four characters who have been very purposefully put together for specific reasons. So it would be really weird... For if one of us, well, one of our one of our authors left, one of the point of view characters is like, all right, I'm out, see you guys. I just realized... Um, I just realized I got to go do left. this thing. <laughs> uh, I left the oven on. <laughs> <laughs> right,
1: and so, you know, for us, it's a pretty easy decision. But, you know, sometimes, mm-hmm. it, I guess it depends, as, as Donald said, it does depend on the importance of the character, but you have to have some escape valve in case something like that happens because you never know. Right. You don't wish something bad to happen to you, any of your collaborators, or uh, but sometimes... Mm-hmm. It, it might you never know like yeah. what if somebody loses a family member and it happens to be their turn and there's no way they can make in any timely progress but you want to keep right. the story going we'll talk about that a little bit more too but or anyway that's what yeah, is I'll that's what I mean about escape valve mm-hmm. so I'm going to go right. ahead and move on to the next term now Godbody. how ironic that you said that yeah <laughs> I, I thought that it's
0: ironing for you yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm the god now. There can only be one shoving you off the mountain. All right. Oh, wow. You. That's another death threat. I think some conscious part, part of me just wants to
1: kill you, and I don't, I don't get why. Anyways, control of other people's created characters, in case you're not familiar with the term god modding. But, mm. you know, how much is allowed, how much is not allowed, I think it's going to be different for every author, which is why it's a term in the contract here.
0: Right. Well, the, the example I have here, it's actually...
1: It's not like... Really, it, this is
0: before the DCEU, the, the alternative to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the other big collaborative thing right now. It was before it really had a, a thing to steer the ship, so it makes sense that this happened. But, okay, and this is Batman v Superman spoilers, even though this happens early on in the movie. Spoilers. Um, so, um, Zack Snyder introduces Jimmy Olsen, this classic Superman character, uh, who's always been like fan, fanboying over Superman at the Daily Planet. He introduces him in, early on in Batman v Superman, and he is quickly killed off. In well, fact, because he wasn't um, I,
1: in the. He wasn't in Man of Steel, as I recall. Right, no, he wasn't. Um,
0: so um, also, he was. Um, I, there was a character named Jenny in Man of Steel. Right. though. kind of. Well, that was, was that like was the a,
1: analog, as I remember it.
0: Well, people were wondering if it was like it was, that was the Jimmy Olsen they just gender flipped him. I don't know, but then they have actual Jimmy Olsen later. But of course, that could be the case because he kills him off in this one, and. <laughs> um, Zack Snyder did said he did that because, like he said, he couldn't fit him in the story. But I'm like, what if someone else wanted to do a Superman movie and wanted to have him? Well, now they can't
1: unless it's rebooted. Well, <laughs> yeah. well, in comic book continuity, what it is, you never know. I mean, this isn't comic book
0: <laughs> movie. We don't know what comic book movie continuity is yet.
1: That's I mean, true. Well, to some degree, yeah. Until we see a major yeah. player like actually, you know, leave Earth, they theoretically could come back. But anyway, well, yeah. I mean like one nothing of the is things... ruled out in comics but yeah right one of the things that I think about Godbinding if you get other people's permission to and, and or review the ideas with the creator of that character I think you should be able to use them oh yeah it's
0: not well, really if you get permission there's no reason not to yeah
1: If it, it's not really fun if you have to stick in your own lane with just the characters you started because like then you can't open it up to all of the characters in the story Right. Well it makes it feels very restrictive as a writer, so But there has to be some line that you just you know, you can't make them make a life altering decision in your section. That's not your business. But you can right. use them, I think. Especially if you do review the ideas, like I'm gonna lead this I'm gonna point this guy in that direction, is that okay? And then you can work with it from there, kind of a mm-hmm. thing. And that you know it kind of escapes the letter of the law on God modding. As opposed to those people on RPGs who inevitably say, well, your character needs to be here now, and I'm making it so, which is just... So I used my
0: teleportation spell that I just thought about the guy, I teleported him there!
1: (laughs) Right, that kind of annoying god modding, which is where the term came from, I believe. That makes sense. Yeah, those
0: classic uh, posts where, like, we do forums and we... Get them together. Oh, which
1: you know, we have some fond memories of, don't we, David? <laughs> <laughs> I remember an RPG that we had fun once, well one time, but we still ne- oh, we yeah. never really did anything with it. Anyway, um, we made a whole forum for it, though. <laughs> that is true. Well, okay, we didn't make the forum for the RPG, but we definitely that was like the thing we did there. <laughs> <laughs> and it had a grand total of fifty posts or something, <laughs> which were like all. Uh, Basically all from that RPG. Anyway, uh, moving on to another term in the contract, and that is deadline. What if they miss a deadline? Tell them. Okay. Well, first of all, I should probably establish if knowing that you can't rush creative process, you have to be reasonable. You that's have to give what, everybody the same, time, say, the same yeah, amount of time. The same amount of time to yeah, you know, be able to come up with things, and it should be you know sizables enough that they don't feel right. pressured unless that's the only way you're going to get it out of them. We'll right. talk about... Like,
0: since I'm a published author now and a real professional, I can speak from a multitude of experience that the real world of writing there are deadlines, they're very strict, and if you need more time to write it, well too bad! This is the real world,
1: bitch! Yeah, I wonder if you're going to censor that one out. Anyway... no! no! <laughs> <laughs> okay but in this case like it, it kind of it's a lesser form of the escape valve that we talked about earlier i think you know mm. if you miss the deadline what do you do if they miss the deadline that's a pretty portion, harsh punishment do do? from the
0: deadline just they, they're out of the story but out of the story for good now because you kick them out which i guess i say it's harsh punishment but i just said that they, they should be killed <laughs> so what do i know
1: well you know it, like in our in our instance i think it might, well, it might fall to me, I don't know, but is there, like, an overall fill-in writer? Because you'd hate to hand the guy up, or girl, sorry, I shouldn't be completely sexist. You should hey, hand well, the... are using uh, the gender-neutral you, you should hand the writer a story part, and you don't want the writer to hold onto it so long that all momentum stagnates completely. Right? Like two years. For like instance. two years, or seven, <laughs> or, like, nine months i think was what we're on right now but anyway you know the point being that oh does that have
0: something to do with pregnancy i wonder (laughs) well
1: that's speculation for another episode anyway Mm. the point is that you have to be reasonable so everybody gets a chance to write and and hopefully the story keeps moving like Mm that add-on story that i'm mentioning we don't really have like a set deadline but there we're currently in a lull because the other guy is busy with life right now and so the momentum has kind of died on the story
0: Right. They don't want. I think that after to a point we should have a
1: fill-in writer, and I think it's. I vote. I vote for you. <laughs> well, thanks for the vote of confidence, but we'll talk about our story, the sample later. Anyway, right. if there's a, if there is a fill-in writer, you know they have to be expected to take it after a certain amount of time, and right. you know advance the story so that it keeps moving. Whether the other author. You know, really appreciates having to fill in or not, the point is that you want to try and keep everyone involved and you can't if one person holds on to it, right? right? If they hold on to an interminably long time. So, is there some kind of process notifying them that their deadline is up? You don't just yank it from them. You don't pull the rug out from under their feet. You give them, hey... We've been waiting for you for nine months. It's time that somebody does something, so we're going to go... Right,
0: yeah, I definitely I agree with the giving them a warning before you just say, like, all right, you took too long.
1: Because it might inspire them to say, well, you know what, I've been meaning to get this done, I need to do it, so thanks for the gentle reminder, and I'll take care of it.
0: Yeah, right, right. I, I think it's the best way At
1: which about, point so. you need to be reasonable and say, well, okay, but I need to have it by... <laughs> Kind of a thing, or also now, or also not the attack squad, <laughs> or else will send out I, the I have, send out the firing squad that he's mentioned like seven mm-hmm. episodes ago. Anyway, yep. um, you see that you see that
0: light uh, flashing on your forehead. <laughs> yeah, that, that if you don't get this going right now, there's going to be
1: a. I would, but I'm I recording, die. but I'm recording. Anyway, not you. I mean, in general, like with how many times with how many times you threaten me, it could be. Anyway, uh, moving on uh, to another term is the length. Set or free within each portion? I think it should be set, personally,
0: within limits. Like, it, it, maybe not fr- maybe, maybe free within limits is the best part. Like, there's a set thing, but it's an open sort of thing. Like, have like, oh, like between three and ten pages. Just something that's like wide open, but just so it's not too ridiculous either way.
1: I'll say from my own experience, like, the the Power Rangers co-author fic, we set a limit of how many pages per episode. Mind you, you... We both write it in different fonts, so sometimes that gets a little skewed. <laughs> for one thing, for uh, another, well, I, I mean, I end up compiling them all in the same, and it usually works out uh, pretty same because we're using similar typeface size. Well, and know? also you could
0: just do word count, I guess. Well, I figured out. Well, if
1: you want to do word count, if you want to do page count, here's what my experience is: setting page limits can assist. However, sometimes it's a little difficult on either side. For people like mm-hmm. us who are naturally long-winded page limits are so what they say me, yeah. <laughs> limits. I mean you should look at some of my nano things and how ridiculously long those chapters get. However, yeah. <laughs> on the other end, sometimes it's too much and you can't fill all the pages and so people have to stretch and that doesn't mm-hmm. always work. And so, you know, it could it could be that the long-winded person gets a slightly longer page limit and the person who doesn't write as much has to be more concise, but that plays to their strengths. That it's different sense. for everybody. But page right. lengths are a way to do it. Um, I, word I count agree. would be another way to do it. But what? I think there are benefits to having both as an option. Sometimes you have the set length. Sometimes it's just you know whatever I feel like writing. Mm. And that's not Makes just sense. collaborative stories, by the way, in case you're curious. Oh no, I, I, I like for like
0: in terms of just my stories, my own stories. I have a sort of. In my head, limit on, like, uh, on not, not limit, but just how long and how short each chapter can be. Uh, so, like, yeah, for Megazoic, in my writing, it's like, I, I don't really know how long the page count is. preferred prefer the actual formatting of the book. But in terms of when I write it, which is uh, size 12, single-spaced aerial font uh, on normal 8.5 by 11 inch paper, each chapter is any, anywhere between 4 and 15 <laughs> pages long.
1: It'd be nice if usually you're, not four. It'd be nice if you're more consistent on page length, of course. But sometimes there's only it just one doesn't chapter that's something.
0: really that short. But like basically, yeah, it's just like, yeah. So I mean, just,
1: yeah. be reasonable. Mm-hmm. Try mm-hmm. to play to try to play to all the creator's strengths, including your own, obviously, if you're a part mm-hmm. of it. So another term then: who's responsible for editing? Everyone, in my opinion. Ditto. moving on: who's responsible for finalizing? Everyone, in my opinion. <laughs> you know, I honestly think it's one person that does the bulk of finalizing it. Like I said in the Power Rangers fic, that I end up putting all of it into the same font, same spacing. Okay, well, stuff. I
0: guess in that sense, uh, I guess, I guess in that sense, yeah, that makes sense. But for I think everyone should at least look at it first for consistency's sake. sake.
1: But I think that you're right. I think everyone should have a say. You know, mm-hmm. does this look right? Okay, well, what if we try this font? Oh, that looks better. Okay, well, we'll do that.
0: But then once they're on agreement, the finalizer does the final finalization. <laughs> And then it's finally finalized. It's the final,
1: final finalization. But
0: I was much about to say how I use that joke at work all the time, but then I remembered that we had a whole Yeah, we had, had that whole thing about about it. it.
1: Wasn't that the witties? Yep. Anyway. The next term then is the goal of all the creators. Not just mm-hmm. one of the creators. It must be agreed upon. It is a collaboration, right. not a dictatorship with a little help. It's not
0: modern day America.
1: <laughs> uh, politics, man. Anyways. <laughs> well, I mean, what is the goal? Either in the story itself, or what you do with the story. I think knowing where we're all go- gonna go,
0: depending on like if it's like a dramatic story or such, that's definitely a good way to go. Also, like knowing what other people, ex- what your other, what your collaborators, what to expect from each other once they send the work in. Like you don't want someone to send their work in. And then the other guy's like,
1: "Oh well, this actually isn't what I wanted you to do," so. And that's where conferencing comes in handy. If we could ever mm. get the four of us on a conference, anyways. But there's a whole <laughs> continent and a bunch of states in between all of us, so. You know, I'll put it this except way: except for one I'm of them, who's the about two miles away. I, I'm not the problem usually. I'd love to do it. We just never do. Anyway. lately
0: you are the problem.
1: <laughs> but well,
0: beforehand, no. Well, to be fair
1: it's not your fault <laughs> you are in Japan well so. to throw it out there it's not my fault it's not anyone's one person's fault but it is all our problem right anyway the goal of yeah, the authors you know here's the issue if you mm-hmm. can't agree then that makes it really challenging to give it a honest go of creation if one person wants to publish it but that person's the only one and the yeah, others are I'm just saying, doing it for no, fun like, that's such a huge thing I think yeah, everyone should be in agreement for that first Right. And that's, well, in that particular instance is what I mean. I'm not necessarily referring to plot here. I'm referring to what do we want right. to do with this tale? What's the point mm-hmm. of this tale? Are we going to publish it? Where, how much time do we have? That Those kind of goals should be agreed right. upon. If you can't agree, do not use the passive aggressive means of editing other people's work to make it match your own idea. Right. That's like the worst kind of God modding you could do. Yeah,
0: I, I think, and on that note, I think editing other people's collaborations, if it's like, chap- especially if it's like a chapter by chapter thing, I think that should be very limited.
1: <laughs> well, depending on how you find edit, like in my example, cause I'm usually the guy who looks at all the different perspectives as we call the chapter the segments that we do i even the guy who usually looks at all the perspectives and i usually do grammar punctuation right well that's fine but it's like in terms of like changing but i don't but i don't think i've ever changed an event i'm not the guy responsible for that unless it's my own perspective and i haven't not yet shared it with everyone that's the only time i'm allowed to edit my own stuff and i think that that privilege goes to everybody as well to be fair Mm mm-hmm whether yes. they take advantage uh, of it or not. Like, early on in the collaborative, you had a perspective that was very short, and you've decided to rewrite it and, you know, give that to the rest of us. But that mm-hmm. was you who rewrote it, so it's okay. Yes. It's not somebody right. else saying, you need to rewrite this, and this is how you should do it. Right. I
0: think, yeah. Like, I which think if you want to edit mm, something which on someone else's, else you should ask them first. Well, you like, know.
1: Like,
0: and this I'm is I'm where confidence comes like, in like, handy. If you want to have something that was set up, pulled off in your own writing. Like, it's like some sort of Chekhov's gun, if you will. <laughs> mm. um, that gets fired in the third act of your or of your work. But you want to set it up in someone else's work? I think that's probably okay, but you have, probably should ask them first, too. Like, you have some set up on your own, but you could also keep setting it up in someone else's, if you don't think they've done it enough. And, with the, like, story, first.
1: and with the add-on story, this is where the the consistent, like, checking on each other comes in handy you know we kind of talk about well if we're going to do this then maybe we should start setting it up and it gets everybody in the same mindset of Mm -hmm. we need to start turning the story in this direction so I don't have to edit it in for him right I guess that's true yeah but I mean that's we we do a lot more conferencing on that before really writing than any other collaborative I've worked on which with only two people it's a lot easier there is that caveat as well Okay, mm-hmm. so we're moving on to the next term, and this one's probably the hardest to explain, but you know in regular contracts that there are things that you do, if you don't fulfill the contract, it's called a breach. A breach of contract, right. A yeah. breach of contract. So in this contract that you're making with your co-authors, what does a breach mean? You have to determine that.
0: Yeah, like I think it just means a stern talking to <laughs> or... Um, I guess it depends well, on how much no, of a breach not. it is.
1: Well a, well what is a breach how oh, you do you mean, deal what with defines a breach. A breach. Yeah. yeah, what is the breach? How do you then how do you deal with the breach? That also should be agreed upon. I guess it's
0: just basically you take any of these things that we've listed already before, and then the other guy's just like, screw it, I'm doing what I want, and then just keep adding stuff. And keep adding stuff and then keep changing other things and like and going through this work. There's just being An anarchist just, like, just constantly bombs everywhere, and by bombs I mean metaphorical bombs. Do you have an
1: example of that? No. No? I'm just all babbling words at this point. Well, you have Um, one written here, so I wasn't sure if you wanted to reference that or not.
0: Oh. It means, like, if Sony kills (laughs) Iron Man in Spider-Man Homecoming. (laughs) So, so, If Sony did that, uh, well, it wouldn't cut past Kevin Feige, but... Maybe not. But if it did, I imagine,
1: like, Kevin Feige
0: would be like... or okay, pull it out of this lost. deal
1: with Sony. God dang it. <laughs>
0: we, we've just lost this this actor that people go in for. We know he's so valuable. We charge him $50 million for every appearance in the movie <laughs> he's in. What does the Soul Stone do again? Does it revive people? Great. <laughs> Reversed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like. Well, and that's a creative use of whatever you have. Mm-hmm.
0: We, we, the soul stone hasn't been introduced yet I think it's going to be introduced in Thor Ragnarok yay for comic book movies the, anyways so um, we'll see if it can provide so, so here's
1: some here's some sample thoughts and one is do, do we kick out the person that didn't live up to their end of the bargain maybe it was they took like two years to write a section of the story and the rest of us said nope that's it you're on you're gone yeah which uh, yeah, thankfully, think, thankfully for me that didn't happen uh, Well, obviously this is I had, something to, that I had to, a, this what has, I thought was a really good yeah. reason in, in my defense but anyway
0: right. well I think it definitely depends on if it's a collaborative of just two people if there's a breach then, well, then, and, um, and again
1: how serious is the that's breach? that's a little
0: bit of a problem so you probably should work <laughs> it out so, so, you know. otherwise it's not a collaborative story anymore is it,
1: So is it really worth calling an extra person to give more creative control to the others? Right. Obviously, this exists as a compromise, right? We all bring our own ideas to this story, so Mm -hmm. you have to collaborate with them. You have to give up some of your ideas to allow them a chance to get some of theirs because, you know what, like it or not, some of their ideas will be better than some of the ones you have. Right. Right. And Makes so sense. breaches can be all kinds of things, but how you deal with that is a really important thing that I think everybody should at least know of, if not necessarily agree on.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But if you call an extra person, you know, you get a little bit more of that creative control back, even especially right. if you write out his focus character or whatever. In an example we talked about earlier, uh-huh. that it allows for that. Can we please stop someone from godmodding not just the story but the creators? It would be great. <laughs> if only, man. But again, you know, uh, anyway. how much of a breach yeah. is that? And is it really a collaboration at that point? All right. Well, so if it, if, yeah, <laughs> this next term I have in parentheses because it does depend on the goal. But if it's a thing, who's responsible for publishing and publicizing? I
0: think it's definitely something that like each of the collaborators have to discuss and agree upon. Like who has the most experience, who has the most... Like, who's the most interest, really, I guess, as well. Well,
1: consider that you want it to be someone who has the most relevant experience. Maybe maybe recent, too, but relevant experience, because PR is not something that you just do automatically. It Mm -hmm. takes time. It takes practice to get it right, how to promote yourself, your story. How to use your I should know.
0: I'm a professional author now at this point. <laughs> Which
1: means that if we ever decided to publish and or publicize that we'd have to turn to you with the most relevant experience. So I say have to. It's probably not a have to thing. but You have to. I. But I'm it'd be one, one of those things. Down. It'd be one of those things that. We should let the guy who has the most experience do it, because otherwise, we're all swimming without knowing. how. Unless to I
0: don't want to, in which case you guys can figure it out.
1: <laughs> As for publishing it, well, obviously, if your goal is not to publish it, then that doesn't really matter, right? <laughs> yep. Just who cares? Yeah. Well, and obviously, publicizing yeah. is much the same way. If you're well, not like, it also depends to, like if you
0: want to post it anywhere, like right? Even if you don't publish it for people to buy, go put it on like DeviantArt or like fanfiction or like .net or whatever, or some other website that
1: other people like host on. Then, well, you know, I mean, what is what is publishing? Res- what is publishing mm-hmm. to you, right? Is publishing, right. you know, it, but we can we don't need to talk about that right now. The point is that you should have somebody who is set up to well, I'm going to put all of the all of my work so we can get this out, so we can get this out. But that way, you mm-hmm. don't have too many cooks over the pot, right? Kind of a thing, which is definitely the metaphor that fits all of this. <laughs> I guess so.
0: But...
1: Anyways. All right, in the final term of the contract, sorry, it's taking a little bit longer than I expected, but uh, the final yeah. term of the contract that I came up with, and there could be some that I'm missing, are there any ancillary materials, and most importantly, is that fair game for everyone? Yes, in my opinion. Ditto.
0: moving on i really don't have i really don't
1: have anything else to say about it because like you know define what do you mean by ancillary materials ancillary materials could be world building encyclopedias which admittedly if you're doing world building of other people's characters you need to check with it Which
0: we should listen to that in episode seven of our podcast which is the word right before it wink
1: thanks for the connection ancillary materials uh-huh. could be fan fiction could be video game design could be turning it into it movie rights. It could, like it for could certain characters be like mine yeah anything outside of the main story but is related to that character that is ancillary. i think
0: yeah at that point it's not really like as long as it's not part of the main collaborative yeah it's like fair game for all creators do whatever you want
1: in which case you can god mod the other characters Mm-hmm. But the main but story, as long as you the confirm, one that like, you're,
0: this, whatever you're doing here, is not canon or whatever.
1: Unless you're collaborating on that, and then of course that collaboration it should follow a similar process. Maybe not as lengthy if it's just a once-off story. But like mm. you know, if it's simply you, then you have whatever right you want. Mm-hmm. If it, it doesn't have to be canon. In fact, it's probably better if it isn't. Especially if you're gonna like oh, I'm gonna take the bold risk of killing off this guy's character because I think it's a good story right. move. You know. Mm-hmm. but I think that it should be fair game for everybody because some people want to make video games out of story ideas. Some people want to be, you know, screenwriters. Some people want to make it into radio dramas or whatever, and I think that everybody should have a chance to do it right? if they want to I use think that. so, absolutely, too. Obviously, yeah. a lot of thinking should go into this contract, and there are things that we might have missed, but basically I want to make sure that you know this. Collaboration is a compromise. At the yes. end, hopefully it's a tale you're proud of, even if it doesn't match the exact idea you had. Well, it, like, that's the
0: whole thing of a collaborative. It often doesn't. You write it because if you could just write it exactly why, why, how you want it, you wouldn't want to make it a collaborative anyways. You do a collaborative because you want to work with someone else. Like Sometimes it's just for the challenge of like,
1: how do I... Building off
0: another person's ideas. Yeah, fit with other person's ideas. Like, if you if you go into a collaborative wanting to do exactly what you want to do, then don't write a collaborative. That's not what that, that they're about, you know?
1: The only other purpose of a collaborative that I can think of is somebody who might have a really good idea but doesn't have the confidence or the experience to write it themselves.
0: Right. In which case, you could also look into in ghostwriting.
1: <laughs> well, that's a possibility as well. And ghostwriting itself is a different kind of collaboration than I just... Didn't think about so. Thanks for the reminder.
0: Well, I mean, it's not it's not really that clever collab- It's more like someone else writes the entire book, but then just the name is given to other, someone else. So
1: right. No, I know what ghostwriting means, but I'm saying so that so it's not really collaborating. It's just yes. Well, don't, we don't have to talk about it, what I'm saying. Okay, fine. But it is and mm-hmm. it isn't in in some ways. Point being this: if you want to write a story with somebody, do it because you want to write a story with them and a good story, and hopefully their ideas make the original idea better. Whether you're piggybacking on somebody or whether you have the original brainchild, you know it should be the same right um okay, sounds good. I think we've talked about the entire contract. now that we've talked about the contract i I think it would be helpful if you see like a sample. Obviously, there are any number of combinations of right. other ways to do this but for our story and i do want to point our out four-way that, collaborative yes and i yeah. do want to point out the irony and the fact that even though it's a four-way collaborative i was the one person who came up with the contract but um uh, this is well, we all agreed to
0: it so it still fits well we all <laughs> you're the, Ke- the two, you kevin
1: feige well the so. two the two co-hosts not the other two but anyway this is just one sample um if donald has anything he wants to chime in on that are other options that occur to him i'd love to have him say that because right but for now in order
0: to show our collaborative skills i'm going to do each of the things in dramatic reading well are we good to begin then yes sounds good
1: who is responsible for writing four of us in (laughs) turn with a set rotation. We already decided the rotation ahead of time, so it's going right. to be so this person's turn after author X is done, and then from author Y it will go to author yeah, we C. Yeah, we have
0: a set of rotation. All right.
1: What's the process of idea generation? Everybody has equal veto power, but if you want it to be valid, it has to be done within a certain length of time.
0: Mm-hmm. I will
1: add that there's another option here. If you have a three-quarter vote... Yeah, because there's four of us. We'll keep an idea that only wants that only one person wants to can. One person wants to get mm. rid of it, but if the other three want it, it should stay. So majority, tri- rules, a majority, right, so yeah. majority rules there. Alright.
0: Escape
1: valve. If an author <laughs> backs out, then author X, in this case I think I've gotten the vote of confidence from two people, will write their right. characters bits.
0: God modding.
1: I don't know what I'm doing here, by the way. I'm just... There's no pattern here but whatever with permission if you have <laughs> decent lead time you can utilize the side characters of other authors and as we mentioned earlier you know they're mm. actual characters just not major right. major plot points with them right right dead <laughs> <don't> hopefully <laughs> within three months of receiving it what if they right. miss then either just, wait, someone... wait, wait, hold on. Okay. what if they miss sorry i know it's not be your thing then what either, if they miss? Then either someone can skip a turn, or author X will finish the section. Lengths that are free within the creator's portion, free, even if that means that some sections are laughably short. <laughs> laughably, <laughs> yeah. Because like some of them... so back
0: back when we started, I really didn't care. Now I only sort of don't care. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but so my things were really short. So, but I've been working on getting them longer. So, anyways
1: who's responsible for editing well everybody but final edits are up to author y who's responsible for finalizing anything that author y misses is up to author z go the author i'm i'm basically
0: drunk at this point (laughs) which is Uh, funny because you don't drink i'm drunk off of this delicious arnold palmer if you don't
1: know what an arnold palmer is look it up listeners It's totally alcoholic. I am totally smacked. Totally non-alcoholic. Anyways, the goal is to finish the tale. It doesn't have to be publication worthy. Mm -hmm. That was, by the way, as a brief break in the action here, this is one that we probably have not really agreed on between the four of us, so that was a bit of a guess. it's
0: a good thing our collaborative isn't finished yet, so. Very true. Anyway.
1: Alright. Breach of contract is dealt with how possible punishments include a super majority vote off the island like we said, getting rid of the author skipping right. a turn feed them to the
0: sharks because it's an island not feeding them to the wolves
1: <laughs> skipping a turn so like we'll jump over this person because they missed on the last last time and so we're just going to pass them up by for this one and it's important to us to keep the friendship so don't mm-hmm. say anything that's going to make them leave the thing for good right uh,
0: yeah you're out and also uh we hate you and also you are ugly and also well our was... collaborative
1: is between four friends but i mean we were friends first and so it's important at least for me who obviously came up with a. we shouldn't lose our contract. friendship due
0: to some silly story you know right that it's, we don't agree on.
1: it's not worth if somebody doesn't want to write the story, then we can't hold it against them. You know, it's just a thing mm-hmm. that's for some people and it isn't for others. So if that happens, I still want to be friends with the co or the collaborators, but maybe it's right. time for them to step away from the story. As an example, right. anyway, moving on makes sense. Who's responsible for our publicizing? I can't sing. Sorry. Well, that's necessarily dramatic in what you were describing, but anyway, in the event that we don't <laughs> publish broadly other than perhaps the internet, like forums, or fans family, all of us should be responsible for publicizing it. Right, right. Ancillary materials. Fair game to all. Not expecting yes. any adaptations except maybe like separate stories within universe, or universes in our case. The multiverse. Fan fiction by individual authors, for example, like Donald mentioned earlier, is encouraged mm-hmm. without shoehorning it into our main narrative. Right, right. Well, that sounds like a hell of a contract in my opinion. Well, I'm uh, glad you think so, but we need to have all four of the us sign it. Uh,
0: well, my uh, mine is signatures down here, yours is down there, yours are incredible. <laughs> I think we need to make it more official. Uh, here, I'm going to slip my wrist here. Hold on. No, 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 <laughs> Just... no don't need to sign in blood. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, well they... that, I think I, th- I think it's a show for this month. Uh, <laughs> we we did some good collaborative work here you and I. Well, this that's whole this whole this whole expected. podcast is a collaborative effort. I was about to say it's uh.
1: pretty it's pretty expected at this point. We've been we've been working together for so long. So,
0: anyways, so, uh, let's move. I remember past, we were just little
1: youngins. All right, yeah. Let's okay. Get past can people get a hold of us? Co-author stuff and move on to closing the episode, please. <laughs> right.
0: So, all right. So we can we, people can get a hold of us by emailing me at mattd at matthewdallmeyer or it's emailing research, me at the spell- same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's tradition for me to spell it out, but I decided, you know what, you guys are smart. Uh, just
1: you guys remember, know how
0: to spell your writers. Just you remember, that Matthew has two T's. That that would be helpful,
1: right? Well at, Matt M A
0: T T D at matthewdonaldcray.com with two D's. T's again, not
1: two D. Well, there are two D's in Donald, but that's beside the point. Oh, for God's <laughs> sake! Okay, all right.
0: You know what? Screw it. M A T T D at M A T T H E W D O N A L D. C A. Ah, I can't. It'll be on the description of the podcast episode.
1: <laughs> Matthew Donald Creator C R E A T O R at uh, dot com. Excuse me, at Matthew It's creator. not
0: the creator. This is ruined. Oh my god. Ugh. All right, so you can find. You can email us questions about episode <laughs> ideas. I'm going to put this on iTunes someday. Question we'll about it. Uh,
1: suggestions for episodes, questions about stuff we've already talked about. Maybe you want us to right. like uh, look at a story idea and encourage, give you some advice. That'd be, that'd be great. Mm. That'd be fun. Uh, contact be page re- also re- exists on MatthewDonaldCreator.com site. So please, yes. if that's an yep. easier way to do it, do that. Uh, also, I believe you have professional social media.
0: Yeah, you can follow my professional Facebook accounts at MatthewDonaldCreator on Facebook or Twitter at... Which is at uh, Matthew Donald 64, um, Y 64. Um, I made a joke last time, so I'm gonna tell you a serious answer this time. Okay, so so back on the Bionicle forum, <laughs> um, my username started out as Bohatu 64. I changed it later, but it's just, my favorite character back then was Bohatu, and I just picked 64. Now why did I pick 64 back then? Who knows? Yeah, that's the serious answer. Well,
1: I was going to make the joke of Nintendo, maybe, but I don't remember you having it. Well, one, we made that so... one last episode. Remember <laughs> Diddy Kong Racing? That's right. That's right. Uh, 64 bits. Right. There it is. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, because that's why, well, that's why it's called Nintendo 64. No, 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 no. I'm saying that separate from the Nintendo 64, you the 64-bit computer was the thing. <laughs> right. But that's why it's called Nintendo 64, though, because it was a 64-bit system. All right.
0: Moving on, then. <laughs> So, but, okay, um, so the um the Nintendo Entertainment System, the original, was 8-bit. The Super Nintendo was 16-bit, and so it just, it kept going. So the Famicom was 32?
1: I'm just kidding. Anyway. Right, something like that. Uh,
0: something was like, something, I don't know, but then like, something, I think it was like the Atari Jaguar was 64 bits. and this was a little before the Nintendo 64, people were like, oh my god, but then people, once they bought the Atari 20s, the Atari... Well, I think it was the Atari Jaguar. I don't remember what it was. I'm not an old video game this. but once they saw it, they realized that they actually didn't know what the hell a bit was, and saw this console that wasn't
1: really that great.
0: <laughs> so, well, that's I enough filler for this time. I was about to say, I
1: think you've heard enough about uh, hypothesizing where 64 came from. But anyway, oh, I by hope the way, enjoyed- speaking of
0: which, um, I totally forgot the usual intro to this podcast. So I'm going to say at the end, welcome, fellow nerds, to <laughs> another episode of The Ritwit, the show where we sometimes do it backwards the for show, no reason at all. The show us
1: two twits talk about ridding. We may not right. be great, but we know we're better than you.
0: Even though we forget to do the damage.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Well, it's welcome, excusable. fellow nerds. It's excusable because you were so excited about the whole published thing. Okay, fine, you'll forgive us this time. You'll have to forgive us so that, next time. We'll so be welcome, back to,
0: fellow nerds, and goodbye, fellow nerds. This has been another episode of the Ritwit.
1: <laughs> I'm Matt Donald and I'm Matt David. Thanks for listening to our collaborative effort. <laughs> we'll see you next Why time. Why
0: am I published? I am not professional at all. <laughs> uh.